0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Oh, from our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, June 26, 2018. This is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob. Hello. How you doing? What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. The primary elections are underway, and the midterms will be here before you can say, impeach Trump. And now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius's own Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap artistically carved into the shape of the word vote, with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from Bubble Genius. But use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order, only from BubbleGenius.com. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Check out Bo on the cover of South Magazine's Power Issue, where he's listed as one of the South's greatest lawyers. You can also find Bo at theBowenLawgroup.com or click Bo Bowen's picture on the podcast page. Also, follow him on Facebook, because he's the funniest lawyer I've ever met. The funniest. (laughs) And I'm not not exaggerating. I'm totally serious about that. On today's show, Trump incites violence against Maxine Waters on the same day the press and the Republicans scolded Democrats for being too nasty. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you! There's my little bit of lack of civility here for the top of the show. More of that on the way. Uh, Mitch McConnell's obstructionism pays off as Neil Gorsuch swings another batch of harrowing Supreme Court decisions their way. And huge collusion news. We might have collusion once again. We might have collusion. All that more on the way, and now let the cartoons begin.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables Never
1: give up, never surrender
2: This is the Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com I don't know any other way to fight fire, Toby Why are you so bent on carrying these idiot leaflets? Because I am tired of working for candidates Who make me think I should be embarrassed to believe what I believe, Sam I'm tired of getting them elected We all need some therapy because somebody came along and said liberal means soft on crime, soft on drugs, soft on communism, soft on defense. And we're going to tax you back to the Stone Age because people shouldn't have to go to work if they don't want to. And instead of saying, well, excuse me, you right wing reactionary, xenophobic, homophobic, anti-education, anti-choice, pro-gun, leave it to beaver trip back to the 50s. We cowered in the corner. And said, please, don't hurt me. No more. Bob Seska! I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show! Oh,
1: hey, how you doing? I- Damn it! Uh, the Trump crisis day 523 132 days until the 2018 midterms how you doing welcome to our Tuesday show thank you for joining us um, Just before we bring in our uh, our guest co-host today Big surprise today uh, I just wanted to mention why I love Stephanie Miller so much Why I love Stephanie Miller and the Stephanie Miller show Because today on her show She was able to dovetail immigration policy with masturbating in her sleep. Oh,
2: vaginish vagina.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That is the perfect radio show. I hope I can be Stephanie Miller when I grow up. All right. Let's do it. Let's bring him in. Our very special guest for the day. It's T-Rex. Oh, my
2: God. Ah! (laughs)
0: There
1: he is. This is my friend David it's Walter Ferguson. Walter the
0: dog, you put Walter in there. Yes, I Aww. did.
1: Yes, I did, especially I for love you because so I I know that Walter the uh actually it's Walter Jeffrey the Frenchie. That's the Instagram account where you can find Walter the dog who's who sounds like this. <laughs> See, you declared Walter to be your spirit animal. I can explain. Okay, but but I mean, it's impossible for him to be your spirit animal because he's my and spirit at animal. The same
0: time. I think we could share a spirit animal. <laughs> I, I was trying to do a video uh, on another a fundraiser for a, a women's organization here in Athens a, year, yeah. a couple of years ago with a friend, and we were trying to learn this Eurythmic song mm-hmm. together, and she kept trying to play it back so she could hear it. And I just kept like, I couldn't stop vocalizing. I'd be like, you know, it would go for a second. I'd start humming and she's like, shh, shh, shh. Ferguson. <laughs> She's like, I can't learn to part if I can't hear it. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. Right. And I sit there for a second more, and then I'd start to mm, start humming again. And she, it was like, I guess I'm like a human tuning fork or something. <laughs> and this or is a li- impulse control.
1: little bit of recording of you uh, 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 tuning up for the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't listen to the After Party, you are missing so much. Go to our Patreon page and sign up for the After Party, and then you can find out all about Walter the Singing Dog. <laughs> Everyone, everyone loves He's Walter. A hero for
0: our times. <laughs> and really you know what?
1: Is. I end up on on that Instagram page. I think it's Walter Jeffrey the Frenchie. I think that's the Instagram okay. handle. And I just get lost. I just watch video after video. And I've seen them dozens of times now. I just can't get enough of Walter. If they clone Walter, I am buying one of those clones. I am adopting (laughs) that clone. (laughs) I want a clone of Walter the dog. That is my aspiration in life. That is on my bucket list now. I will not rest until (laughs) Walter the dog is living, or a copy of Walter the dog is living in my home. And not just the sound. No! It's got a... (laughs) <laughs> the whole package has to be here. All right, my friend. Where do we begin? Um, uh, all right, Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, let's. You know what? I want to start with Rachel Maddow's video footage from last night's show. Oh, that,
0: oh God, I'm going to cry. That okay. little
1: girl, Jessica, who was kidnapped by the Trump government and thrown into an internment camp, separated from her mother who is elsewhere, maybe Virginia, maybe not, we don't know because we don't know whether or not Trump and, uh, and these completely incompetent boobs are running the government right now. The the same idiots who couldn't coordinate the message on Melania's goddamn jacket are now running immigration policy, and they're going to try to reunite 2000 plus children with their parents. And they can't even get their own message straight inside the goddamn White House. They, have you ever been to jail? I, I have not, fortunately. Well, have I've you?
0: I've been a couple times, yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. For fighting. Of course once. you have. Uh, yeah, I've got, I'm a red-haired man. I have no choice. <laughs> um, when they take your wallet and your keys and your shoelaces, for God's sake, in jail, they give you a receipt. Yeah. They like they give you you know they mm-hmm. give you a tracking number and the government is like here's your stuff it's gonna be right here when you get done I don't understand yeah. why we can't do that with children
1: well yeah I mean they do that I mean uh, Jody Hamilton mentioned on the show on Thursday that they do that at Chuck E Cheese they can match parents with children at Chuck E Cheese but Trump can't match parents with Trump can't rise to the level of Chuck E Cheese security for God's sake. That's, Chuck E. Cheese a is a
0: violent place. Have we talked about this?
1: I, I don't know, but I, I do know that there I used uh, to work
0: in an old Navy next door to a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And there were cop cars there every single oh, weekend. God. People get really amped up and crazy. Really? Do they? Yeah. Yeah, and they had always fights and people freaking out. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese, I think if we actually put that corporation in charge of national security, we might actually end up whipping the Russians and keeping them in line.
1: <laughs> here's, a, here's a recording of David Ferguson and Chuck E. Cheese the other day. Run! See how out of control they get. Being uh, funny. so you know i don't <laughs> honest to god t-rex i just do not give a flying rip now about sarah sanders being denied a turkey club do you i mean after especially no after i think she should video. be
0: tarred and feathered yeah. i mean this is something that this whole civility argument <laughs> basically means hold still while i rape you right I mean, it's just like shut up while we take away your rights no we're not civility was out the window a long time ago when you said me- murderers and rapists come from mexico mm-hmm.
1: yeah and civility
0: is just a, a right-wing cuddle did you see that thing in the in the editorial page of the Washington Post today where they were like you know imagine if abortion providers weren't allowed to live in peace
1: well they don't the problem is they don't they that's one t- of the t- things
0: Frank Tiller hello
1: ha- yeah Frank- George actually George Tiller George the baby Tiller. killer yeah who yeah. was uh, the subject of one of uh of Bill O'Reilly's many jihads against private citizens against non-combatants Fox News Channel and the far right and now Trumpers have attacked stalked and harassed Children for years now. You're a, a blogosphere 1.0 guy. You remember stories like Graham Frost for God's sake. I mean, I've written countless articles mm. about mm. how these guys stalk and harass children. I mean, everyone. Well, they're from, classic bullies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you start out with uh, with Bill O'Reilly sending uh, Jesse Waters at the time to stalk people like high school principals and average citizens in their homes and garages and their driveways and their uh, parking lots and so forth going up accosting them homeless veterans, uh, public workers for various state governments. Uh, There's a I'm looking at the list here, a member of the Unitarian Universalist Church, Dr. George Garcia, Boulder High School Superintendent, Bud Jenkins. Random
0: people in Chinatown.
1: Yeah, random people. I mean, uh, we've seen uh, Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck mocking the Obama children on their shows. Beck once uh, outed an Islamic private school in Northern Virginia, where the school's sole newsworthy trespass to warrant attack by Glenn Beck was to apply to expand its campus. And that it was approved by a local zoning board. And Glenn Beck went bananas on his show at a time when people were still so paranoid and so f- fearful of anyone who had, who was Muslim or appear, who even appeared Muslim, for God's sake, including this Muslim school in Northern Virginia, for God's sake. There's one example after another. There was Michelle Malkin stalking uh, Graham Frost, whose, whose sole trespass Was to suffer a uh, a severe head injury and to go on S chip and then to appear in a commercial saying please Congress don't rescind S chip my health care exactly right and so for that. Graham Frost was stalked and harassed by these far-right goons. Marcellus Owens, after he attended the Affordable Care Act signing ceremony, remember the little boy who was standing right next to Obama when he was signing the Affordable Care Act? That guy got harassed and accosted. World Net Daily attacked a high school play. Anti-choice activists target a child of a landlord who rents space to a women's clinic. Rush Limbaugh went after a 13-year-old boy, called him a Nazi stormtrooper. We don't really want to get into the jokes about Chelsea Clinton during the 1990s, do we? I mean, there are countless examples of this, David. I, I just can't... You know what? And it's not so much the lack of it, civility as much as it is being scolded as soon as we start to fight fire with fire, as Bruno Giannelli said in that West Wing clip we play at the top of the show. We're just standing up for what we believe in. And then we have the president himself, who, of course... His campaign should have ended with this. Uh, I don't know what I said. Ah, uh, I don't remember. And yet, and yet, somehow, somehow, he still sticks around. You know why? Because, of course, the traditional press and cable news gives Donald Trump his own set of rules, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you, the list goes but on. But they did
0: Ted Cruz before him. I mean, they always. It's yeah. It's a case of the the bar always being higher for Democrats and always, always being lower for Republicans and yep. Fox News dumbing down everything and the right-wing puke cannon yeah. being the constant source of misinformation and propaganda that it is. Yep. I've been heartened by the number of people in the actual mainstream media who have started calling Fox News propaganda. <laughs> it should be more. It should right. be about 90 percent more than people who are actually willing to come out and say it. Well, I mean, it's they,
1: obvious Fox News is to legitimate news what professional wrestling is to legitimate sports. I mean, that's the relationship. Fox News is entertainment, and there's an entire population of people in this country, certainly 40% of American voters, who look at Fox News as actual news, not realizing that it's entertainment. I mean, Sean Hannity has said it's it's entertainment. This is what he does. This is what they do on that network. Well, he says that when he's cornered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: When he absolutely can't squirm out of it, when you know the, the family of a dead D.C. intern and is begging him to please stop mongering mm-hmm. conspiracy theories yeah. about their family, so they can get some peace and grieve. That's right. He's like, well, I'm not really a journalist. I'm just an entertainer. But if, you know, any given night that he's not actually in the hot seat, Hannity bloviates and holds forth like he's the actual president.
1: And, and once again, I mean, what we're facing here as a consequence of all of this is more of that both-siderism. Because <laughs> what, what happens is, is the Republicans have a long history going back decades of this kind of uncivil behavior, this nasty behavior. And then as soon as someone steps up and says, you know what, I'm not going to let Stephen Miller troll us by going to a Mexican restaurant. We're going to go in there and we're going to tell him what he needs to do and what he needs to do with himself, right? And and so mm-hmm. then it's suddenly, oh my God! Now both sides are being so nasty to each other. So
0: crazy, I know. It's just, uh, oh yeah.
1: my God! Not even realizing. Don't even
0: listen to it. Don't even pause. Just I like know. blow past it and be just as mean as you were going yeah, <laughs> yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, I mean, that's I, what we know. did
0: in the blo- in, in, in blogosphere one point, oh, That was our whole thing: was that we are willing to say the things that the mainstream media. I guess it's still having a hard time wrapping itself around. Yeah. And it's a shame because you watch Fox news, cudgel them and be <laughs> all the other networks and all the legitimate media organizations. And the, and the, and they just, like it's, you know, again, like Toby, please don't, don't hurt me. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. You know, instead of just outright going on the attack. Yeah. it's,
1: exactly right you know
0: it was our whole thing the whole t-rex thing was like attack 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 never Mm -hmm. apologize never explain attack
1: that's what i mean there's a dynamic on the left and it's important to explain this dynamic especially to people who are new to the scene which is that here's our job here's my job here's david ferguson's job here's stephanie miller's job here's you know and on down the line here's kimberly johnson's job we do the attacking, we do the fighting, we do the shovel fighting in the trenches, right? And then people like Chuck Schumer are the ones who are supposed to maintain that even keel, to maintain that, oh, we're, you know, when they go low, we go high kind of attitude. Same with Michelle Obama, for that matter. And so we all have our roles to play here. But when you try to squelch one of those roles, then the dynamic gets all thrown off, right? So there are Mm -hmm. people who are tasked with engaging in these fights, whether it's online or whether it's the activism in the streets and so on. And then there are people who you know, speak to a broader uh, population of voters to say, now, listen, I know that there are some who are doing this, but you know, that's not what the entire party stands for. And you know, I, I totally get that. and I totally understand that. And I think that kind of needs to happen. Because then you cover a broader range. What we need to always remember is that the Democratic Party is a big tent party, right? There's a large umbrella covering a lot of different kinds of people, unlike the Trumps, or not the Trumps, <laughs> right, the Republican. I Red Hats. I, it, I, just, I literally meant to say the Republican Party and it just came out, the Trumps. <laughs> just the, the same. Trumpers. It is the same thing.
0: Is it still the Republican Party when people like Steve Schmidt and Nicole Wallace, and I mean, it really, it's down to the...
1: Yeah, it's down to the crazies. It's down to the Trump. It's the Trump Republican Party now. Trump has branded the Republican Party as his own. It belongs to him. And then- I think Red Hats is a great name for him. Oh, yeah. I, I was love- listening
0: to you and Jody talk about that last week, because apparently they <laughs> said tie into the yeah. series Colony that I haven't seen yet. Now I'm going to watch Colony and find out what the Red Hats are about. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, here's me. I was thinking, uh, I, just Red Hats, and, and everyone's thinking, hey, look, Bob's coming up with a creative way to reference that show, and I had never even heard of the show. So I'm glad that uh, that kind of coincided to make me look more hip than I actually am. But, you know, I mean, here we have a dynamic on the Republican side, on the Trump Republican side. Where there aren't those strata that we have on the left where we can all at once fight back, but also maintain, you know, at least some sort of patina on the top of being civil uh, or being, you know, uh, reaching out to other people, reaching out to other voters on the right on the Republican side, you know, we have Paul Ryan scolding Maxine Waters uh, today. Forget completely forgetting or maybe not forgetting, but but certainly counting on the fact that his supporters will forget that he invited this bakery owner on stage with him in 2012 after that bakery owner kicked Joe Biden out of his shop. That guy became a hero of the Romney Ryan campaign back in 2012. Right. And then you mentioned, uh, David, the uh, anti-choice activists outside abortion clinics, which we've seen time and time again, certainly. We've reported on this show people like Dan Badondi, who's a minion of Alex Jones, saying, telling his listeners, uh, all three of them, that uh, they should load up some C4 into a uh, into a rented van and drive it into abortion clinics. That's The three right. that can understand what he's saying.
2: Get <laughs> the yeah. people Get the Drive it into the clinic! <coughs>
1: mm-hmm. ah, more things more things we gotta <laughs> light up load up a van for his chief we gotta light up it. Yeah, it's been so long since I've done a Dan, Dan Badani impression I don't know how to do it anymore. Prime Minister Benjamin Yatin that wasn't you on was his bionic, bionic Italian, Italian deli <laughs> yeah the
0: bionic Italian deli <laughs> right right yeah that's it. I mean that's after party after party
1: yeah that's that's Dan Badani's uh, wrestling handle he's bionic Dan Badani which is so funny bionic Dan Badani alright so uh, you know they just wanted a many, many examples. I mean, we just yesterday, just as as the New York Times opinion pages and Chris Saliza and all the usual suspects, certainly everyone on the Republican side, certainly Donald Trump, and certainly Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter, as as they were all attacking the left for being uncivil and so nasty and mean, you know, this bunch of Trump supporters attacked Jim Acosta from CNN at that rally in South Carolina. And then we I remember that made me think of that old guy. Remember during the campaign, who came up to the press pool and was like flipping the bird and screaming at the, the press yeah. pool. Just there was more than one old guy. There was oh, a bunch yeah. of
0: people that would have harassed the press. <laughs> right, and them the Lugan And
1: remember, there was that roid-raging gym rat guy on the street corner who was mm-hmm. f- flipping his shit, losing his spadoinkle all over. Uh, I think a bunch <laughs> of uh, Latino-looking guys, and you know, where was the civility lectures when all of that was going on? It's just, oh yeah, this the Trump people. They're they're doing their thing. And of course, they're speaking to the economic anxieties of the voting public. That's I'm what this <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. No, no, it's not economic anxiety. It's not. It's something else that's much darker and more sinister. Please press start saying it. Start saying the word lie. Start saying the word bigotry. Racist. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, and then today, Mitch McConnell posts this photo of uh, of himself with Neil Gorsuch, trolling mm. everyone, like saying, "Look what I did! Look what I did in 2016! I spent a year obstruction uh, obstructing the nomination of a Supreme Court uh, Justice uh, Merrick Garland, and then uh, and then we confirmed Neil Gorsuch once Trump got inaugurated. So, ha 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 for me, ha ha. <laughs> <sighs> It makes Jesus me feel Christ. like Bam Bam from the Flint's Bam Bam, except
0: my like, weapon of choice. Oh, yeah. I I told you this. My zombie apocalypse weapon of choice uh-huh. is the arm <laughs> off a paper cutter like you had in elementary school. Remember the sh- thing? <laughs> nice big metal arm comes right. right off of there. It's right about the right size and weight to be a really formidable – Like hit somebody and cut them at the same time.
1: Well, then, of course, we, uh, we should never overlook – uh, uh, biff himself i mean this is a compilation uh. of some of biff's greatest hits when it comes to all of the niceness and respectability and courtesy that's being offered up on the trump side of the ledger you see
2: somebody getting ready to throw a tomato knock the crap out of him would you seriously civil yeah, Okay. Yeah. Just knock the hell out. I promise you, I will pay for the legal fees. I promise. Mm-hmm. The guards are very gentle with him. He's walking out like big high fives, smiling, laughing. like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah, get him out. Try not to hurt him. Yeah. If you do, I'll defend you in court. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Hillary wants to abolish, essentially abolish, the Second Amendment. By the way, and if she gets to pick... If she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> there we go. There we
1: go. Um, yeah. So there's there's all of that. You know. Once again, yeah. The I stupid. know he gets his own rules. And everyone else has to play by a different set of rules. And I'm not saying necessarily that the left needs to descend to his level. I mean, Steve Marmel had a great tweet today, great suggestion, where he said, uh, you know, he goes low and we can go almost as low but if we don't go quite as low as he does we're a little bit higher than he is i think that's a good rule don't go as low as trump go a little bit better than trump but so we can still have the high road in that debate because you can go <laughs> yes. re- you can go
0: really low pretty and freaking st- low i know you can and still have the moral high ground on donald trump
1: yeah exactly right all right so yeah, i'm
0: pretty sure there are like child uh, village massacre participants in africa who are morally high ground to yeah. donald trump at this point
1: but- so so what do you what do you think you are- an editor at the new york times let's say you work at the new york times t-rex and uh <laughs> that'll <don't> happen <laughs> uh and I went to see- a state
0: college dude i don't have the right credentials to work at the times do go on
1: well let's just let's just say the new york times wakes up and decides to start hiring real writers and they hire you and uh and you're in the midst of writing a piece in which you're scolding the Democrats scolding the uh, owners of the redhead restaurant in uh, Lexington, Virginia, and the people who showed up the flash mobs who showed up at Kirsten Nielsen's Mexican restaurant dinner and so on. And right in the midst of that, you see this tweet come down from Donald Trump in which he says Congresswoman Maxine Waters, because it's important to say Congresswoman right before you're about to incite violence against her make sure you use the honorific in that case. Uh, (laughs) Congresswoman Maxine Waters, an extraordinarily low IQ person, which he said lots of times has become together with Nancy Pelosi, the face of the Democrat Party, and like right there, low IQ person part and the Democrat party part. Those of you who know me and, and have followed my work for a long time know that the Democrat party thing drives me up a fucking wall. You know what that's all It's about.
0: so petty. It's so petty. But that's, you know, this is the thing with the jacket, the Zara jacket that yeah. Melania wore, the $39 <laughs> floor-length raincoat that she decided to wear in the middle of it's late amazing. June in Washington. Yep. There's this whole culture of nastiness and trolling. It's like the, Really, it is the motivating spirit i mean let's we, we, you know kimberly was talking friday about you know we're talking about the jacket still why we we, we should and shouldn't talk about the jacket like we're not going to talk about it for three years yeah but i feel like it is you can't underestimate the importance of spite and cruelty mm-hmm. and just outright nastiness oh, in yeah. What motivates the red hats yep It's why they have no moral center and they can attack someone that last week they were revering and that Trump can turn them any way he wants is because it's all based on rage and anger and fear.
1: I mean, put it this way, I mean, across the board, this group, uh, and it could be the Red Hats, it could be the broader Republican Party. In fact, it is the broader Republican Party. You will not find a single Republican who refers to the Democratic Party as their actual title, the Democratic Party. They all say Democrat Party because they don't want to associate the democratic party with democratic laws or a democratic constitution or something that is noble along those lines. They also do it this way so they can emphasize the last syllable of the word, which is rat. Fuck you. They want to make it so that people take away the word rat from the, from the title Democrat Party. That's the whole idea. This was invented years ago, popularized by Newt Gingrich in the 1990s and Frank Luntz in the 1990s. This is the basis. This is where they start. That's how they start. It'd be as if... Uh, Like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer started calling the Republican Party the Republican Party by emphasizing the middle syllable and making it sound like pubic hair. It's something that I mean, that's how childish it is. I know my analogy was really stupid, but that's how stupid the Democrat Party is thing is. And so that was in Trump's tweet yesterday. In addition to calling Maxine Waters a low IQ person, which is extraordinarily racist. She has just called for harm to supporters, he said, which is also a lie, because she didn't say anything of the sort. She said to be to to shun them to to prevent them from doing things like eating in your restaurant, not to attack them, which is what he said. So uh, he said, be careful of what you wish for Max. He doesn't get to he doesn't get to call Maxine Waters Max either. You know what? None of these people get to lecture us about decency and civility, civility. not after yeah. electing Donald Trump, not after they elected this fucking monster. Fuck you. This does not go. This does not make sense in any stretch of the imagination. Any-
0: is anyone are any is anyone rising to the bait though? Is are any? I mean, are you seeing a lot of Democrats turning around and being like, "Oh, you know, we really should be more careful about their feelings."
1: Um. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, everybody uh, I'm seeing is pretty much just like, "Hey, up yours."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that's the case because I've seen a few cases where people are like, "Hey, you know what? They have a point. They, we need to start being nice." And it's not. It's not about I'm not seeing that. That
0: anywhere. I'm you know, seeing again- children are in cages
1: yeah I mean children no, are in cages so that's exactly right. They're putting children in cages and Donald Trump, thanks to the neil Gorsuch Mitch McConnell Supreme Court, they just we just gave uh, Donald Trump complete latitude to screw around with all kinds of crap, excluding people from this country and do you think in a million years, Donald Trump isn't going to take that wide open latitude to exploit more? uh brown people and foreigners for the sake of stirring up the bigotry vote absolutely he's going to waltz right through that gap and do a goddamn jig on the heads of any foreign looking person who tries to enter this country and it's only going to get worse before it gets better sadly enough (sighs) so i'm sure you also saw um newt gingrich's tweet didn't you Mm-mm. Which is hilarious because I mean, again, <laughs> your your blog is fear one You know all about Newt Gingrich's history. You know his history with you know his inventing epic all these sanctimony. Yeah, exactly. And so he says and here... it,
0: while he's banging his mistress mistress on his desk between <laughs> sessions, like right. I mean, between congressional sessions where he's out there trying to re- impeach the president for you know having an affair with an mm-hmm. intern. Yep. Yep. Exactly uh, right. Yeah. Newt yeah. is Newt really like he's really one of the people who is. Knows how to benefit off of the the garbage that bubbles up, the methane clouds that bubble up from the bottom of the swamp and feed on them. I mean he really is like – he is a Washington like completely specially organized – I mean evolved organism that fits into that ecosystem as perfectly as any could
1: oh yeah and you know if if melania's be best campaign best if her be best campaign was for real you know donald trump would be enemy number one but you know enemy number two absolutely newt gingrich um nasty he said here yesterday the increasing personal nastiness toward people who work for president trump reflects the left's understanding that they are losing and here's the salient sentence in this tweet nastiness reflects desperation not strength nastiness reflects desperation not strength seems like he's making a categorical observation here so as a consequence we have to look at the facts which are hmm things like wacky jackie crying chuck schumer crazy bernie crooked hillary meek justin trudeau failing new york times lion james comey sneaky diane pocahontas low Uh. energy jeb little marco cheating obama for fuck's sake nastiness reflects desperation not strength go fuck yourself Jesus Christ, the double standard from these people. As as you can see, I'm totally on board with the new civility.
0: Yeah, and you just... Newt is particularly like Newt's from my hometown, Columbus, Georgia, and almost yeah. everything that has lurched forth from Columbus, Georgia in some way or another is harmful or twisted, including myself. Yeah um, the high school he went to burned down a few years ago and I'm pretty sure it was just out of shame. It just like realized that Newt Gingrich was one of its alumni and just. It <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right that's and the solution. We have to purge and purge fully so just light a, light a match.
0: But see, the thing about Newt, Newt is like, he is like the living embodiment of premature ejaculation. Ah! Newt, like, gets too excited and he, like, ruins it for himself every single time. Every, for all the way back to impeachment. Yeah. Like, when he when they, remember when they trotted him out against Sonia Sotomayor and he just got, like, under the lights and he just got too excited and warmed heated up and was like, and she's a racist. And they were like, oh, no, Newt.
1: She You're off. over the
0: line. We gotta yeah. put you in the penalty box for another two years. Yeah. Like he just like he just gets too excited, the cameras get on him and he just can't stand it. He just and he just ruins it. He yeah. just sparts all over himself and yeah,
1: well, you know, the problem is here's you and I looking at things like logic and consistency, and we're beyond that now in American politics. We, Donald Trump has pushed us far beyond the realms of, oh, we're going to hold that person accountable for being a hypocrite. Well, wait a minute. You're talking about old school politics now. This is the new <laughs> this is a new school of Trump politics. We don't care about hypocrisy. We don't care about consistency. None of that matters anymore. Oh, fuck us all. Boy, that's great news. <laughs>
0: I, so, yeah, that's what I think Avenatti's got the right idea, but we can come back to this. Yeah, I, hear, I hear break music.
1: Oh, yeah, podcast. yeah. Well, no, I, I, I want to talk about The New Yorker here, but yeah, you're right about Avenatti. Avenatti was on Rachel last night. We needed to go back to that topic because that was a whole other thing that's going on that we need to, uh, to focus on here. But first, let's talk about The New Yorker magazine. I've got the latest issue right here. And, you know, one thing I noticed on the cover of this New Yorker magazine is the newsstand price. Have you noticed on The New Yorker what the newsstand price is? I have not.
0: What is uh, it? It is eight ninety nine.
1: Whoa, that's a lot for, for a, a magazine. Copy. Yeah, the June June twenty fifth, twenty eighteen issue of the New Yorker magazine, eight ninety nine. And you know what? I would pay twice that for this magazine because it is invaluable. I mean, the the amount of reporting that they're doing, and of course, some of the talent that they've got on board. Uh, Ronan Farrow is, of course, writing now uh, for uh, the New Yorker. Uh, let's see, uh, Karen Schultz and Emily Nussbaum are writing now. I saw a, p- a piece by Adam Entuos, who's done a lot of uh, Trump-Russia reporting for New York Times and elsewhere. All great stuff in The New Yorker. But you know what? $8.99, if you don't want to pay $8.99 for a copy of The New Yorker, I've got the greatest deal lined up for you. All right. What's that, Bob? What's that? Well, the New Yorker, first of all, i got to mention that New Yorker is both insightful and entertaining. In addition to uh, all these great repor- reporters, you get a subscription that brings the New Yorker to your web browser or through an app or straight to your ebook device or to your mailbox or any of any combination of those things. A subscription also gets you online access to every issue ever published since 1925. Right now and for a limited time, get the New Yorker any way you wish. 12 issues for just, oh my God. 12 issues for $12, 12 what? issues for $12. That's an entire year of the New Yorker for just 12 bucks. And as if that wasn't enough, they throw in a free New Yorker tote bag, right? I'm not kidding about this. This is actually real. I mean, a single yes. copy off the newsstands 899, but if you subscribe using my promo code, you'll get the 12 issues and a tote bag for just $6. That's 50 cents an issue for a year right so i even raised the stakes to an additional amount of savings so originally it was going to be 12 issues for 12 bucks now i'm telling you if you put in my promo code bobc you get the tote bag and you get all 12 issues for just six dollars that's 50 cents an issue once again read something that means something in your spare time read the new yorker and now for less that's newyorker.com slash bobc do it right now
2: the bob Seska show Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Yep, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Mm-hmm. Uh, T-Rex is here from Raw Story. Do you have to, you have to do a...
0: Uh... Oh, I'm not at Raw Story anymore. Oh,
1: you're not at Raw Story, so no more disclaimer. No, I was gonna. Oh, man, so we got to talk about your Indiegogo campaign then. We do. So what's happening? You're, yes. you're trying to raise money to build a studio in your backyard for your podcast. Is that what it is?
0: Yes, taking flight. I've done uh, seven episodes, eight episodes, and it's fun and it's great. But I need a mixing board. You'll notice nothing fades on my podcast; <laughs> it just stops, you know. And uh, it's like I need more memory. I need to be able to edit. I'm running out of hard drive space. Yeah. So I am running an Indiegogo campaign. I'm trying to raise ten thousand dollars—a lot of money.
1: Yeah, but um, you need it to do a good podcast. I'm telling you. Uh, you know, it's it's. You can do. You can get away with having a really low tech uh, podcast with the l- l- least amount of hardware, but if you really want to do a good podcast, it's you know what you got to b- build up some stuff. You got to build up some uh, some hardware, some tech, and uh, and make a space for it. Right?
0: Yeah, it's basically it's like being in a band. Really, you start buying equipment before you know it. You're having to shell out real money. <laughs> so 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 how do people it.
1: How do people contribute? How do people find your uh, Indiegogo campaign?
0: Uh, you know, I need to make. A Facebook page for the podcast I'm gonna put up a link after the show <laughs> all right because uh on the on our patreon page at patreon.com slash the t-rex report with a link to the indiegogo campaign and you can make a one-time contribution through indiegogo or you can subscribe through patreon I will take your money either way <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's it's been uh it's been an adventure yeah you know like it's one of those things. You lose your job because you can't work for an extended period of time, and the doctor's like, "I don't think you should be in a high stress job like that anymore, anyway." And yeah. then we don't really have much of a safety net, right, in this country. It's like you can go on unemployment, but that's like if you weren't making very much money to begin with. That's two thirds of your income from a year ago, and that's not. I mean, that's I wasn't oh, making enough.
1: Freelancers at can't full get, Income. I mean, freelancers now. can't get unemployment anyway, so it's it'd be uh, next to impossible for someone like me to do that.
0: It's just you know it's hard out here. For sixty foot Therapod. <laughs> but I'm doing it. You know, it's it's been a relief. It's been a huge relief for me to not be as granular involved granularly involved in the daily mm. outrages of everything that's happening. Yeah. Like I totally missed ninety nine percent of the whole jo- we hate Joy Reid and t- someone take away her job controversy. Oh right. Like I saw you on Facebook, like just like You know, the top of your head was flying off and I was just like, you know, I'm going to skip that one. I just don't even want to know because I don't think anyone's going to dislodge Joy Reid. No. So it's just noise. It's just like noise and people on their side being horrible and people on our side allowing themselves to be coaxed and to be horrible.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it was I think it was I think it was still an important thing to cover. But of course, you know, it, it the amount of time that was spent on the Joy Reid thing was I think equal to its level of importance. But I think we moved on. We moved back to the the serious uh, or more serious issues after that. So I think it was, it was a brief uh, sideline, but I think we uh, we got it done. So and she's clearly still there. So that, that all worked out. But yeah. I mean,
0: uh, how I do you- heard about that and the incels at the same time, and I didn't know oh my that thing was happening. And I was yeah. just like, God, it's so nice to kind of be on vacation a little bit
1: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I can tell that both of these things are going to fill me with rage the moment I find out more about them. But mm-hmm. right Now I can just
1: oh, which is hell, why I yeah.
0: suggest to you you're going on vacation next week. Am I correct?
1: Yes, yes. Thank you for the programming note i'm definitely going on vacation start after like friday's after party it's like i'm out just like totally gone right For a week two weeks uh one week i'm gonna be off all next week so i
0: strongly I, suggest
1: books books what yes, are no what, articles what are books i don't understand these square
0: paper things been
1: so long since i actually saw a real one I, I i don't know if they even still exist can you actually buy a paper book from people, oh,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. You know, it's actually there's this huge resurgence of bookstores, local yeah. bookstores going around. There's a really good bookstore in Athens called Avid, and it was so funny because they're booming. They have two locations now. The owner talked about when she first opened, people came in and talked to her like she had a relative in intensive care. Like you're so <laughs> brave. <laughs> and she's like, I can't keep stuff on the shelves. Right. People storm in here to buy books. It's it's interesting. I think it's one of those things that like people thought it was going to go away completely the local bookstore. And it was like, ah, uh, no, there are things that we can do that you're, you're clicking in your Amazon cannot do.
1: Well, so I, I have to, I have to ask you this now, uh, and I know uh, how into books you are, but you're forgetting to plug your podcast. How do people find your podcast?
0: Uh, yes, my podcast is yeah. The T-Rex Report And the fastest, easiest way Is to go to Patreon, our Patreon page Because that's where I post all the episodes What is it, Patreon.com? Uh, Patreon.com slash-, slash The T-Rex Report And mm-hmm. it's just T-R-E-X oh, Okay, No hyphens, dots, or anything the Plus T-Rex a Report. the,
1: make sure to get the the yeah. in there The T-Rex Report Okay, there you go
0: Perfect. So, You're like the only man I've interviewed so far. I've interviewed all these fascinating women. It's like David's list of fascinating ladies and Bob.
1: Well, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> because I am the only fascinating man. That's why. And I, I, you know, I don't begrudge you for that. I think that was a smart choice. I think that was a smart booking to book me, who's the most fascinating man in the world. Thank you very and
0: much. And so sensitive that you <laughs> practically
1: lactate. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I'm lactating now. I'm also not wearing pants. Um, okay, so. Walgreens pharmacist refuses a, a customer with a prescription yesterday. This is the same day when we're talking about, oh, you know what? We can't kick people out of stores because of moral objections. Oh, right,
0: because it's mean.
1: Right, but at the on the same, God damn it, on the same goddamn day. God damn it, They do this, and this is not the first time. This is one of many, many times they've gotten away with this, where a Walgreens pharmacist says, oh, you know what? I don't want to give you that drug that your doctor prescribed to you because of a <laughs> severe medical condition, so I'm just not going to do it. And right, And and so not a single goddamn word from Maggie Haberman or anyone else about the lack of civility in turning people down. And this isn't the first time. I mean, you know, I hate to be the we didn't start the fire guy, but we did, We actually didn't start this. This is something that was started by them. And as soon as they make one move toward retaliating, fighting fire with fire, it's like, oh my God, what the, what the fuck do you think you're doing? What are you trying to get away with, liberals? That's and a that,
0: total abuser tactic. I know. That's like something that they really, they really are literally, yeah. battering the country and psychologically torturing it. Mm-hmm. And and we have battered wife syndrome now in the yeah. sense that like we're not sure what's true and what's not, and yeah. things are constantly in flux, and they keep you guessing and.
1: Well, Matthew Dowd that's- was Matthew Dowd was on it yesterday too. He said here uh, on Twitter, you know Matthew Dowd, right? He's on, he's been on cable yeah, news course. quite a bit, scolding people. Well, he said here on Twitter, he said, "If a hateful person makes you hate, they win. If a bully makes you bully, they win. If a vulgar person makes you vulgar, they win. Let us meet hate with love. Let us meet bullying with an embrace. Uh, <laughs> let us meet vulgarity with civility." Wait, wait, are some where's some appropriate music for this? Yeah, that's good. Let us meet, let us meet vulgarity with civility. This is how our country and world win. You know what? I just what? threw up in my heart a little.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me too, just a little bit. You, know suppose, is, do
0: you remember? Let's. I mean, now that we're talking about bloggers for one, do you remember how they would always be like, "Y'all are you cuss, you
1: swear so much, you're I so, know. Mean, you're so sh- shrill." Remember, shrill. Like, it was like everyone on ca- left is shrill. <laughs> we're all so shrill.
0: Kids are in cages. Okay, I may be profane. You are obscene. Yeah. Let's make it clear here. Right.
1: Like, not you, Bob. But- I know. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what yeah. you're saying. Um. But you know, going back to Matthew Dowd here. They win anyway. That's the problem. is,
0: Is there anyone but, like, I'm sorry, Bob, but anyone but straight white males? advocating this civility thing I it just, it's such a privileged position to be like oh, yeah. when they hit you just smile yeah that's like, right you don't understand I can't get on the fucking school bus okay like this is the bullied kid in me speaking you know 7th oh, yeah. grade they're like when they come at you and they're mean to you be nice back I'm yeah like, and of no, course as I'm soon as you push back and say I'm allowed my allow- actual survival right and as yeah. soon as
1: you push back and say I'm allowed to get on the school bus and don't fuck with me and then suddenly like oh my god what do you now David you must calm down calm down we don't want to get out of control here we don't want to get hysterical and then You're you just There go- my
0: junior year <laughs> when they called my mom up to the school oh my god
1: um, I can't even I, I can't even imagine the lack of civility that that you had to deal with and and so many other LGBT uh, citizens had to deal with uh, especially in their formative years for fuck's sake in this country my at the hands of biggest
0: history professor. Like, there's actually smart people in my family that do yeah. responsible things and get PhDs right uh, my cousin Rob and I'm reading an article of his from 2017 from the Journal of Southern History that I've been mm-hmm. meaning to read. And it's about the role uh, that moms played yeah. in fighting Jesse Helms when he was trying to do everything he could to keep people from accessing emergency AIDS funding in North Carolina. Because he said there weren't any people with AIDS in, in North Carolina. right? <laughs> which at that point was a complete lie. Yeah, I'm sure. All that six counties at that point had. It, it just, But anyway, I was reading that and reading about how. The things he said about wanting to shove LGBT people off the face of the earth altogether, Mm -hmm. and just the eliminationist, hateful garbage. Oh yeah, and they were. But my cousin's talking about how he made his oh, he made his bones in the early '60s as a TV commentator, coming on every night and railing against the end of segregation. Oh yeah, uh, they've been on the wrong side of every single issue forever.
1: Yeah. The original nastiness, um, uh, slavery yeah. followed by Jim Crow, followed by lynching, you know, followed by Southern strategy. Yeah.
0: I mean, for some reason we're the bad guys.
1: Right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. You fight you fight fire with fire and then suddenly you're the one who's tainted. It's like, you know, it's, but it's, it's so and,
0: heartbreaking. My cousin's writing about these people, like this woman, you know, and he's an ally, he's straight, he has a wife and two mm-hmm. gorgeous daughters, but he's writing about, you know, this woman's son that in 1990, and she, you know, has been nursing him at home for the last 18 months as he's become paralyzed and blind and incontinent and demented. Yeah. And then he dies, and the funeral home is like, "Oh, we don't, we don't do funerals for AIDS vict- victims, or AIDS, people who died of AIDS."
1: Right. No. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is 1990.
0: This is a full decade. 1990. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus We're in the Christ. full swing of the epidemic at that point, and in that particular, just the the hatefulness, yeah. the hurt. Mm-hmm. That woman has just that morning come in and found her youngest son dead yeah. on the seventh anniversary of his father's death. It's a really moving article. I'm going to send you a link to it at some point. But I'll
1: sounds go. yeah, sounds really moving. Sounds horrifying to me is what it sounds. I mean, it's, it's, but it's
0: America. This is you know these are the same people. It's the very same people. Oh it's yeah, their, them and their kids.
1: It's not even so much that I'm pissed off about there about the Trumpers lack of civility or the conservative lack of civility, even going back to discriminatory policy and things like that. That's all awful. That's awful on its own level. But I think there's a new layer to this, which is that which is the scolding on top of it. If you as soon as you start to retaliate, it's like, no, don't do that they can do their thing we have to rise above this but then what ends up happening is and we've all seen this happen over and over again they're going to accuse the left of doing all of these things anyway, if not worse. See also things like Pizzagate. So no matter what happens, mm. the Trumpers are going to accuse the left of the worst things imaginable, whether they speak up or not. And if we don't stand up to Trumpism. They'll just make shit up and the press will repeat it without calling out the lies. And so they end up winning anyway. But it's not a real win. It's only a, a paper win. You know, where you silence the opposition, but then encourage all the nasty behavior by making sure that no one can, f- again, fight fire with fire.
0: And then the National Park Service gives the Million Micropenis March a permit to march on the anniversary of them yeah. murdering a protester.
1: Right. And I know pe- people are trying to discourage me from going down to that and doing a podcast uh, during the Oh, march, no, I think you should. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> do it.
0: It's Because uh, the ultimate truth is that bullies are cowards. Yep. And when you do come up to them face to face, they usually, you know, cave or cry or I just—I'll
1: just be too much trouble for them. I I don't think they'll bother me. Everyone's like, "Don't you're going to get injured? What you they are going to attack you?" And I was like,
0: "No." Have you guys met Bob? (laughs) He's tall as a tree. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just think that Union Third. Thick set, right. Uh, Okay. Yeah,
0: I think thick set, the definition, you don't quite meet the the definition of thick set. I'm sorry, Bob. Right. Body, you know, whatever issues that may cause, like thick set, I think means that your neck, the sides of your neck actually stick out further than your ears. And. I don't think you're quite there yet. I mean, I have protein powders and supplements aside, I have not seen you in a few months, so maybe you do have that neck diameter down. I don't.
1: Here. Well, I, I don't have a big, giant neck. I've never had a big, giant neck. But, I mean, I always th- took thick set to mean just fat. Like, oh, he's he's a fat guy, and that's a polite way to say it. See, that's being civil. Uh, it's been like, referring no, to me thick as being Thick set fat.
0: means more solid than fat, I, I think. I you guess. I hope like, so. <laughs> Tony hope Soprano so. is thick set.
1: Right, right. right. Like, all right. Well, you know, what? I want to get into uh, this uh, Supreme Court decision about mm. California's crisis pregnancy centers and uh, gerrymandering and all the fun that uh, Neil Gorsuch and Mitch McConnell have wrecked upon us uh, as a consequence of their obstruction. But it's the Democrats who are being obstructionist. The obstructionist Democrats. God damn it. <sighs> all right. <laughs> More show right after these words.
2: Hey, dude, being at the racetrack is a blast. High five. Whoa, man, uh, you can put your arm down now. What, you gonna leave me hanging? Come on, bring it in for a hug. Uh, that's okay, man. We're cool. Why, what's the matter? We're all buds, man. Uh, well, I, I hate to tell you, but I think you need to take a pit stop. What? I'm not driving a race car, man.
1: No, pit stop. It's, uh, well, an all-natural deodorant that'll keep your pits from, uh, being the pits. Oh no! My pits are the pits! Hey, don't worry man! Luckily my pals over at Bubble Genius have you covered. They've created all natural stuff to help with summer stank. Everything from pit stop deodorant, to cooling facial mists to talc free body powders that leave you soft, not sweaty.
0: Hey, cool! You said it! Bubble Genius keeps you cool all summer long. BubbleGenius.com! Bob Seska!
2: This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Wow, I almost missed that lyric. Uh, I've just committed a radio sin by stepping on the opening lyric. All right. Happens once in a while. Uh, Okay, T-Rex is here. Uh, Oh, by the way, go shopping through our Amazon link. Only a few more days to reach a huge quota for the month through our Amazon link. Just go to BobSuska.com and click the all-caps Amazon link just beneath our logo, right? And then uh, you, you just take you right to the front page of Amazon.com. You can go shopping as normal, search for anything you want. Amazon has literally everything you can possibly imagine. And uh, we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you buy. Thank you for going and doing that. All right, uh, David, we got to talk about um, immigration and this. the uh, cri- crimes against humanity. I've been calling them crimes against humanity. We're in the midst of ethnic cleansing inside the United States. And of course, it's expanded now that uh, the Supreme Court has lifted the injunction on Trump's travel ban. And so that gets to continue, which gives Trump all kinds of new latitude to discriminate against which any version, brown person. Though? Well, I mean, yeah, it's the one, it's, I think it actually went into effect uh, a few months ago, and the, the Supreme Court is basically just saying that the uh, the injunction no longer applies, the injunction by the uh, the judge in Hawaii. Uh,
0: so it's all Arab countries that don't directly contribute to the Trump Foundation.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Or, or the countries that haven't helped Donald Trump get elected, you know, like right. Saudi Arabia is excluded from the... Uh, travel ban because of course Saudi Arabia helped Trump get elected right right there with they Russia never
0: had any terrorists come from Saudi Arabia ever yeah yeah but yep. you know I mean this
1: all <laughs> obviously underscores right the economic it's a- been
0: on one from Saudi Arabia
1: <laughs> yeah I know I know well see of course that's you see you're being consistent and you're being logical that's your problem we can't those things uh old hat we've moved past those things now sadly <laughs> but uh, of course what we're what we're addressing here, obviously, with this travel ban and you know with the internment camps for brown children, uh, is economic anxiety. Right? We're we're addressing the economic anxiety of the Trump voter. They're so concerned about their and babies
0: job. in jail. <laughs> That's how it works.
1: Economic anxiety is a bunch of fucking bullshit. It is a bunch of bullshit. That is not why people voted for Donald Trump, unless I they wish were
0: people could let go of the idea that this—that's the traditional default American setting. Yeah, you know, it's like that's the problem. Is they keep talking about like. Uh, you know, the salt of the earth, white working class voter. And it's like, fuck those people. They have been on the wrong side of everything since the industrial revolution. And this is
1: it. I mean, how many more times are we going to be right and they're going to be wrong about issue after issue after issue at, at where we're forecasting the downsides of everything and those downsides all come true. I see also Iraq war before it got started. See also Medicare Part D, all this shit that, you know, has just been gigantic boondoggles costing thousands thousands and thousands of lives and we say well this is not going to work it's going to turn into a quagmire and we're never going to get out and then it's going to stir all kinds of uh, i'm talking about the iraq war there's going to be all kinds of uh, insurgencies and and awful things st- De-stabilize
0: the entire region destabilizing like the
1: region yeah yeah things emerging <laughs> after we bug out like isis and all that shit actually went down how many more republican presidents are there going to be before people start to realize hey maybe that's not such a good idea is it maybe they're maybe they kind of suck you you figure this out now <laughs> now a warning because they yeah, this Stephanie Miller show so
0: it's, you know it's the uh, this guy stuck, dry, swinging hammers all day listening to Russian Limbaugh on their truck radios I making 35,000 a year and mm. voting for you know the, the best interests of millionaires yeah Like the ability of millionaires to keep their inheritance to their children from being taxed.
1: Well, so the latest latest iteration of uh, addressing the economic anxiety of the Trump voter has been to shove children into an internment camps and do it in a way where we cannot possibly reunite them with their families. And then... And then we it reunite hear from, you with
0: your shoelaces, but not your kid.
1: Yeah, and, and then there's this this video last night. We mentioned this at the top of the show. Michael Avenatti is now representing um, the uh, the worker who uh, absconded off with video inside one of the shelters in New York City, where they actually flew kids from the border to New York City, where they're housed there. In what seems like you know, a clean facility. But you know, there are a lot of prisons that are also pretty clean. You know, they've got <laughs> classes that go on there too. And that's what we saw. And then there was uh, the video footage of this little girl named Jessica, who was in tears and not knowing where her mother was. And, and you know, that there are countless cases like this. There was another photograph that was circular oh, actually it wasn't photo it was an additional video of uh, of children. And there was a child there who appeared to be younger than one year old. Laying on the the belly or laying on the chest of one of the workers there where they were taking care of this baby. I mean, for God's sake, the developmental issues that are going to go along with stripping, especially the younger children away from their mothers, will just be insurmountable and something that we can guarantee that the United States government will not address whether these people become citizens or not. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my question, David. Maybe you can answer this question for me because I don't know seems to me as if the more logical way to go is if we're rounding up people at the border as they're seeking asylum inside the United States, not, not MS-13.
0: MS-13. And not trying to cross illegally, turning themselves in turning to the police. In.
1: Yep. Yep, exactly right. Following so, the
0: laws that as they understand them, you know, as they've been presented.
1: So if they're turning themselves into immigration authorities, what is the harm? and starting them on a path to citizenship at that point. What is the harm in getting them onto the books, getting them social security numbers, starting them paying taxes, getting them into the system so that they are now contributing members of American society rather than doing this whole fucking dog and pony show for the bigot vote at the border, which is what they're doing. I guess that, I guess I just answered my own question yeah. because it, of course, if they put no these people,
0: calculus is too cynical.
1: Uh, no uh, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're Exactly right, because that's the whole point. The whole point is not to create new citizens in the United States and enrich our culture here with their culture. It's to to play it's to, to the Stephen
0: Miller's of the world. Yeah. another little baby hard on.
1: Exactly right, a little teeny tiny, little teeny tiny baby hard on. And so oh. that's the that's the whole point of this. That that little girl who was crying in that shelter, not knowing where her mom was, that is so Donald Trump. You talk, you lecture us about goddamn civility. That was Donald Trump. Donald Trump is responsible for that because Donald Trump wants to secure the bigot vote in the midterms, if not 2020 as well. That's why this is all happening. So Stephen Miller, as you said, can get his little boner. And I assure you, boner. his little teeny tiny boner, I assure you that the reason he went to that Mexican restaurant the other night was to the troll, was to troll, was to get people to try to kick him out. That was the whole point. That's what he does. So let's just get, for once and for all, let's get real about who these people are and stop candy-coating. Stop treating them like they're some normal administration, like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. is just some normal press secretary who we need to treat with kid gloves. and We need to treat with a certain level well, of... Well, she's a mom. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fine.
0: <laughs> that's one of the ones that always you know just like when they were trying to humanize her a couple weeks ago yeah you know and they're like well that question seemed to real i mean maybe she was answering that as a mom i'm like <laughs> i don't yeah. <sighs>
1: uh yeah one of my friends sent me a joke and and i'm just going to relay this joke because you In know it? what fuck civility fuck civility to this point uh i i can't say who it was because this person is also somewhat well known and he's written some books and things like that so i don't want to I don't want to put, stick him in the firing line here. I'll take all the heat for this. But uh, he sent me a joke yesterday. He said, There's a, the reason Sanders was kicked out of the restaurant had nothing to do with politics, right? The whole thing was because she clogged two toilets. <laughs> oh, Bob. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Tip your waiters. I, that's just a joke. I'm not saying that she has the capacity to clog two toilets. But, you know, it's funny to imagine Sarah Huckabee Sanders clogging two toilets, because one toilet wouldn't be funny. Two toilets. (laughs) Definitely, definitely a barrel of laughs. That's that's certainly worth uh, a laugh. Okay. Um, Moving on here. So we talked about the Supreme Court. Supreme Court also uh, is allowing the two most controversial maps in North Carolina and Texas, the the district maps to uh, to go forward as an actual mm-hmm. map for the
0: one that they the got busted on paper for saying they were using it to diminish the power of the black vote. Oh yeah, exactly right. <sighs>
1: yeah. 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 You know, they can go on record. And in fact, Donald Trump was gone on record many times saying this is a travel ban. This is directly uh and specifically g- geared toward Muslims and and uh, John Roberts who wrote the uh the opinion in that case about the the travel ban was like, "Well, that's kind of different." That's, you know, he's just saying it. And of course, there's no actual statutory evidence that this is blah, 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 blah. What? You fucking idiot. We know. We know what this is all about. Let's not fool ourselves. And of course, John Roberts is going to play the best ideological game he can. He's going he's to appeal to his masters. Mm. That's what John Roberts does in most cases. But we, now we have this, uh, this gerrymandering ruling uh, for North Carolina and Texas, which also is going to have ramifications for other states as well. So this yeah. is very bad news. There's a for,
0: similar thing happening in Georgia.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the upside with gerrymandering that I always kind of lean back on, especially when we get shitty news like this, is that Barack Obama and uh, Eric Holder are on the case when it comes to gerrymandering. They are working. And you know what? I'm glad that they're doing this somewhat under the radar so it doesn't become a political hot potato because you can imagine if Donald Trump caught word that Eric Holder and Barack Obama, their whole post administration issue, the, the thing that they're focusing on more than anything else is rolling back gerrymandering. And I'm so glad because as soon as Donald Trump starts demonizing that, then the whole thing goes away. But if, as long as they can keep going under the radar, there's a really good shot that despite the Supreme Court ruling, we can start making some headway as far as gerrymandering and especially if we all vote in November and make sure that we get more democratically controlled state houses and governor's mansions as a result of this upcoming election. It's not just about the House of Representatives. This has got to be from the local level all the way on up and it's got to be a long term sustained effort. Otherwise, it's just going to be a one off. And we don't, it can't just be a one off. There's a lot of changes that need to take place, right?
0: And even if they do, I mean, even if we get a majority Democratic Congress and they vote to impeach him, that is no guarantee that he will actually leave the office. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: I mean, I, just, I have a funny feeling that he will either. It's like I've said from the beginning; he's going to pitch a big crybaby tantrum at some point and resign, like Palin. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I it seems less likely now, as he seems to be even less self aware than I had given him lack of credit for. Yeah, I know. Uh, or he's going to be, there, there'll be some kind of military coup, which, I mean, that takes us down a road that I, if we if we end up there, where he's taken out of office at gunpoint, yeah. so many awful things will have happened at that point that I can't even wrap my head around it yeah. entirely. Like,
1: Well, you know, I, we, uh, Kimberly Johnson and I had this conversation over coffee this morning, like, you know, and this is the kind of thing we talk about over coffee. It's t- <laughs> like, what's Trump going to do about the election? And the concern is that. Trump is going to somehow try to cancel the election, uh, the midterm election, if it's starting to look really bad. I don't think he's going to do anything of the sort. Nobody can do that. Nobody I don't think, can do that.
0: You know, they—they are—they—they they remember when the Republicans thought Obama was going to cancel the elections yeah. and stay in office for 12 years or whatever. That's something that I don't think even the most hardened voters <clears throat> that are like anti-democracy, pro-red hat. Agenda is going to stand yeah. for a moving or cancellation of the election.
1: Well, he would. I mean, think um. the only way he could do it is to order the National Guard to block polling places. I think that's the only process. Find out all the Democratic polling places. Find out the polling places where there are, mm. you know, supporters for crooked Hillary or people who are into the fake news or the the deep state conspirators. You know, those polling places. Go and block those with National Guard uh, troops or something like that. But I don't think he. I, I don't think he's ever going to be able to get away with it because what we're talking about. I think is, there's too
0: many poor people in National Guard. For them to really voluntarily be like, yeah, okay, Commander in Chief, we're going to cut off people's access to the polls. Oh yeah, a pandemic. On the other hand, now a flu pandemic mm, or something like that. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that mm, I can see them.
1: Shit. Now you're scaring yeah. me. <laughs> Thank you for that. Well,
0: I, I really enjoyed the Vibrio vulnificus report on Friday. That's one of
1: my favorite organisms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because you, you and, had to hear me pronounce it on the podcast on Friday, right?
0: Well, there's Vibrio vulnificus, which is a species of flesh-eating vac- bacteria. But yummy. the best one is necrotizing fasciitis, right. which is the, like
1: that's the flesh-eating virus, and <laughs> it's eating flesh.
0: This is one of my nerdy things that I'm like really into <laughs> epidemiology. <Yeah. laughs> like, give me a good book about the 1918 flu, and I'm just hooked. Like, okay. <laughs> And they were coughing up what? And it was what color? Wow. (laughs) Do you know how bad the 1918 flu was? How how bad was it? Respiratory systems permeable. Gas from their lungs would escape up to their skin. And it would cause these this thing called rice krispie skin, where they would go to move the patients, and these air bubbles in their skin would pop like bubbles in tar. Because oh, and, and they lungs. wouldn't make
1: a they wouldn't make a fart sound when they would pop. No, it it's a, a rice
0: krispie sound.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Like little, oh, wait, <sighs> that's the wrong sound again.
0: You're trying to find the right button for a medical condition from 1918. Flu and you may be looking for a while, but I know.
1: Well, anyway, so, you know, uh, uh, viruses aside, <laughs> let's talk about uh, uh, Robert Mueller. Uh, this is some huge news today. And and oh, well, gonna be, hit me with that. I haven't seen it yet. We've got some massive Mueller news because, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, we might have more collusion here. Uh, Special counsel Robert Mueller is preparing to accelerate his probe into possible collusion between Donald Trump's presidential campaign and Russians who sought to interfere in the 2016 election, according to a person familiar with the investigation. Mueller and his team of prosecutors and investigators have an eye toward producing conclusions and possible indictments related to collusion by the fall, said the person. So we've got indictments and conclusions coming in the fall. Uh, he'll be able to turn his full attention to the issue as he resolves other questions, including deciding soon whether to find that Trump sought to obstruct justice. Mueller's office declined to comment on his plans, suspicious contacts between between at least thirteen people associated with Trump's presidential campaign, and Russians have fueled the debate over collusion. Uh, some of those encounters have been known for months. other encounters have uh, continued to emerge, including, a Russians chat with veteran Trump advisor Roger Stone at a cafe in Florida. Have you seen uh, Get Me mm. Roger Stone yet?
0: No, you keep telling me to, but I just I don't know that I have that much time to get. It's like
1: it's to hard to
0: getting squicked out. It's for I an know. hour and a half or it, however long it takes yeah, to yeah. get through that. Well, it's like you know what's so it's, disgusting, and the, I mean,
1: <sighs> it's the sequel too. There's another movie called uh, There's another documentary about Lee Atwater, and I forget. Mm. Oh, I think it's called Boogeyman. And it's all about Lee Atwater, who was like the original Carl Rove, the original right. uh, Roger Stone. He was like he, he was this scruples-free uh, political operative who didn't give a shit about morality or decency or anything like that. He just you know he was responsible for the. Uh, the Willie Horton ad and shit like that. That was all Lee Atwater. I mean, he was like he was torn out of the Nixon years and plunked into the Reagan Bush years, worked on Bush's campaign worked on Reagan's reelection campaign worked inside the White House for a period of time. And spawned people like Carl Rove and Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. I mean, and then Paul Manafort and Roger Stone went on to form Black Manafort and Stone, where they became the torturers' lobbyists, where they were hired by various overseas strongmen and despots to give them a positive face in the inside the American Congress and Here's American the American government. Atwater
0: quote: "Here's the money." Atwater quote: "Yeah, where he said you start out in 1940 by saying." He says the N-word yeah. three times. And he says, by 1968, you can't say the N-word. That hurts you. Backfires. So you back, say stuff like – uh forced busing states right and all that states rights and all that stuff and you're getting so abstract now you're talking about cutting taxes and all these things you're talking about are totally economic things and a byproduct of them is blacks get hurt worse than whites we want to cut this It's much more abstract than even the busing thing and a hell of a lot more abstract than the
1: n-word that's lee atwater lee atwater who then recanted all that shit on his deathbed
0: of course he uh, did
1: which hopefully we'll hear from uh, Roger Stone along those same lines sometime soon. But I mean if you wanna see the uh, one of the roots of Trumpism, just check out I gotta turn, I gotta turn off this music. The fucking Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those people are controlling the country right now. But I mean, uh, I hope Roger Stone recants on his deathbed really soon. <laughs> yeah. But he never will he never no. ever will but i mean i'm i'm excited about the possibility of there being further indictments to be handed down you know i, I at the start I, of sweater weather how beautiful i know i mean to to have sweater sweater weather at the same time as donald trump jr being indicted Fantastic. Fan fucking tastic. Do you want to lay out some
0: predictions on who you think is actually going to get indicted? Let's go ahead and I think we can go ahead and lay on the table. I think uh, that Roger Stone will be indicted.
1: Okay. Roger Stone, I think, is going to be indicted. I think that uh, that Jared Kushner is going to be indicted. Yeah. I think that uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to be indicted. I think that um, Sam Clovis is going to be indicted. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, I could go on. <laughs> I, you know, I maybe. I'm merging the people I hope who will be indicted with the people who probably will be indicted. Because there's always two different things, right? If you're, like, if you're right. about to watch a football game, there's the team that you hope will win, and then there's the team that will probably win. And so uh, I think those two, two things in my head are being merged. But I think there is a strong possibility of at least Jared Kushner being indicted. I'd like to think that Donald Trump will get indicted.
0: I think Roger Stone has the dirtiest, like, is the most, it's the closest to, like, really questionable Russian intelligence communications like Jucifer 2.0. And, yeah. the very, I mean.
1: Oh, you say Jucifer.
0: Is it Goose? Well, okay, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard there of There was an Jusifer. Athens band. There was an Athens band named Jucifer. Oh,
1: okay. And, um, and they pronounce it Jucifer.
0: Yeah, and it was, but it was J U I like juice, like juicy. Yeah, but uh, so I'm just used to saying (laughs) juice. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: All right, so it is. It's spelled like juice. Okay, that makes sense then. Juicifer. Right. So you were saying? I'm sorry, I interrupted with my pronunciation remarks.
0: (laughs) So what I'm talking about. I was talking about Roger Stone. I think, and how he's like the closest with the dirtiest contacts and the most apparent like collusion, the most obvious agent of collusion. But. Oh, who knows? Dan Scavino, you think? Dan Scavino,
1: uh, you know that's a. Uh, you know what? Maybe not Dan Scavino because all Dan Scavino Brad does Pascal. is Brad Parscale. There you go. That's one of them. That's that's definitely a uh, <laughs> an indictment uh, subject right there.
0: Yeah, what's it? he's one of those dudes, oh, those weird dudes that hang around with the right wingers with the shaved head and the long beard that looks like Rasputin, <laughs> you know, and you're just like. Yeah.
1: Right, right. I'm trying to think I, I don't Mr. have digital my digital dark arts. I don't have my master, You don't have your flow chart? I don't have my flow chart set up. Like I've been I've I moved here 4 months ago and I haven't set up my dry erase board yet. I need to go and do that. I,
0: Your whole like, uh, homeland manic episode. Like, yeah, we need to I, get a sample of her. saying, I'm the angel of death.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm totally like Matthew McConaughey in, in True Detective season one, where he's just like he's got that whole storage space with all the post-it notes and the, the yarn stretch across the maps and all that crap. I never on. finished watching that. <laughs> Shit,
0: Benjamin. My husband was just like, these two gringos look too much alike. <laughs> like him and I because mean, it's like you know there's a shifting narrative and then in like you know mcconaughey has two different hairstyles so it's like there's three of them yeah you know and he was just like i can't what's going on i'm lost I'm completely hopelessly utterly lost all these white men look the same they, they kind of do mcconaughey and what's his face uh what's his name woody harrelson natural born killer woody
1: i want to call harrelson. him wally something yeah they
0: kind of look and sound alike Oh. I mean, and you shave Matthew McConaughey's head, and it's very hard to tell a difference.
1: Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, you can also leave a voicemail for Paul Manafort while he's in jail. Uh, at the uh, In the Northern Neck Regional Jail in Warsaw, Virginia, you can call 804-333-6419. Choose option one, then choose option four, and then for $1.99, you can leave a voicemail message for the Paul Manafort. And, and if you do, there.
0: please record it and send it to the show.
1: Right. And he's not there under an assumed name. He's not there, you know, saying he's Mayor McCheese. Like a lot of celebrities will check into <laughs> a hotel with a pseudonym or something. Right. I don't think he's there as Mayor McCheese or some like Michael I'm not. I don't think uh, Paul Manafort's registered as like Michael Jackson or something like that. I think you just ask for him by name. Put in, I think, the first four letters of his last name and they'll give you an option for that.
0: And, and some then it's
1: where uh, shopping tips. And then uh, make sure spend $10 million on boxy suits. Right, right. And then make sure to be absolutely civil and kind when you leave your message all Paul Manafort. Don't say anything mean. Don't say anything nasty. And, of course, I mean the opposite of that. All right. Uh, make sure to, uh, to listen to T-Rex's podcast at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Yes, uh, we will have I, I hope to get an Indiegogo link to post with the show today so people can support your endeavors to uh, mm, to pay for your studio and all that good stuff yeah and then make sure to support our show at our Patreon page by going to com and clicking the all caps Patreon link it takes you right to our Patreon page where you can subscribe to various levels of bonus content you get additional podcasts including the Postmortem Show twice a week and then of course the Friday After Party where for some reason, we've been talking about uh, the shape of my penis a lot in the show. I'm not sure exactly why that's going on, but.
0: <laughs> that must have been at the end of the show last time. I missed that one. Yeah, and I think the John is Oliver. Is it a bender, Bob? Is what's it, that? Is it a bender?
1: It, it, it is a bender. It is a bender, uh-huh. and apparently I'm going to die because it's a bender. That's what I'm being told by uh, Peroni's Disease commercials on MSNBC. Oh, indeed. Yeah. So I'm letting the cat out of the bag. Also, uh, I'll talk about how I masturbated in my sleep. Oh, wait a minute. No, that was the Stephanie Miller show. There's- <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Oops. We'll see, see you on the post-mortem show. Bye-bye, folks. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>